0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear and if you'd like to find out more about us then visit mind-springs.org. Yeah, wonderful um, set of questions. <laughs> I'll I'll do my best to um speak to some aspects of them. I think um, you know what, what you describe and what you know many of us experience is um, you know this you know dissociate I'm very interested in dissociation as you know and I think you know meditation is in some sense the antidote to dissociation I mean dissociation we could call um, heedlessness or, sleepiness or drowsiness or i mean it's actually a bit more intelligent than that it's sort of a calculated blanking out of things that would otherwise upset us yes. um, and you know meditation at one end of the meditation spectrum is this sense of utter presence this brilliant aliveness to everything yeah uh, and I think if we were suddenly plonked, if you could just take a pill, and obviously there are, there are things that you can take, <laughs> but if you, you know, if, you know and that sometimes happens in meditation, you're suddenly like, I'm really here. I'm very, very present in my body. I'm very present to my emotions. I'm very mm-hmm. present to the sounds and everything is super amplified and mm-hmm. it's almost too much. Mm-hmm because we're not used to it. Our our habitual sense of being in the world is like a zombie. The the brain wants us to be zombified in a way. It wants us to just run on automatic pilot because that way it doesn't have to expend any um, glucose. You can just (laughs) tip along in a very simple way. And in some senses, our current um, world really facilitates that we can just sit and watch tv all day we can order in food we can you know we can routinize and automate pretty much everything you know if we live in the rich western world um, and that builds what trumper Rinpoche calls a cocoon you know we can yeah. get into this very well oiled cocoon where nothing really ruffles us Everything is like we get up and we you know, do this thing we do that thing. And mm-hmm. Everything is very smooth and stable and comfortable. But as you, as you point out, there's something a bit eerie about it. You know, if we, if we, you know, in our dreams or just at the edge of our awareness, we realize that there's something a bit creepy about the cocoon. You use a good word, yes. creepy. You know, Freud used the word un- unheimlich which is a German word which means the uncanny, or the kind of like, whew. But also, interestingly, un- unheimlich means not at home. Yeah. So we're unheimlich, we're not at home. And that sense of like creepy, sort of like existential dis-ease, even in this extreme comfort of the cocoon, um, is often what brings us to meditation, or therapy, or you know we just yes. have this itchy scratchy feeling that something is not quite right although we've tried our hardest to simplify and automate everything yes. um, that something is not right and this is a you know in some ways a function of growing up you know when we're young everything is new and everything has to be decided and we have to make big decisions about how are we going to deal with this person how are we going to navigate our first day at school how are we going to you know, get through prom? How are we going to kiss our first boyfriend or first girlfriend? How are we going to come out? How we, you know, Everything is like a big deal. Everything is like all raw and I have to kind of fight my way through and make all these decisions. And you know as we get older and we get more you know, mature we kind of like well I do it this way and you know I deal with people that way and you know a new situation arises I do this and and so everything becomes automated which is what the brain likes, and it's essentially becoming like a zombie. Yes. And this is why traditionally, in the kind of you know, traditional arc of a life, you know, we have um, childhood and teenage and falling in love and f- making a family and being what's known as a householder, making that time, making that house. Um, and then you get to a point where you've, maybe you've had kids or maybe you've, come, you know, you've retired from your work or you know, your house is all built. And then you start to go, mm, mm-mm, there's something wrong with this house. This, this automation malarkey is not really working for me. It's making me feel really kind of queasy. Because mm-hmm. I know in my bones, I know that there is something outside of the cocoon. Yes. And that this cocoon is actually not healthy for me. And this is the, this is the spiritual call that you know, all of you have had. Because otherwise you wouldn't be here. You know, it's the thing that brings us to meditation or yoga or spiritual practice or religion or whatever. There's a moment where we're like, no, this is not enough. This is not right. I'm not going down the right path. Yes. And then you have to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you are uh, you know, if you're doing you know, practice that is strong and following a path that is you know, challenging, whatever it might be, shamanism, or Buddhism, or you know, retreat, or yoga, or psychotherapy, then you're going to be pushed out of the cocoon. And you're going to be like, oh God, it's too much, it's too raw, my skin is too raw, like there's too many sounds, there's too many people, there's too much stuff. And um, that, can, that can feel too much. And we, then we want to go back into the cocoon. But unfortunately, once we've broken the cocoon, it's very difficult to get back in there. And so we have to take a step out into the post-cocoon world, and we, we take a breath. And this is where meditation comes in. Because meditation is essentially the tool we use in order to be able to stay breathing the fresh living air outside the cocoon. And what's really important, and in some ways that's what we're looking at in this practice of beingfulness, is precisely that. It's the fullness of life we want to be able to sit in the middle of. Not just the edited highlights prepared prepared for us by Google. You know, it's the fullness of life. And that means pain, and that means suffering, and it means joy, and it means tears, and it means cold, cold. Cold rain and it means scorching Sun and it means beauty and it means horror and disgust and this is fullness and you know when we've been in this zombified state it's it's almost horrifying like Rilke's angels it's it's almost too much to be pressed into the angels breast but that is the challenge of practice And luckily, these these tools give us a way of sitting in the middle of all four fields at full flame Mm -hmm. and being utterly joyous within it, not burnt up, not crushed, not blown away, not ground down, but actually right in the middle of all the burning colour of the body, the burning colour of the senses, the burning colour of our emotions, the burning colour of our thoughts and images, and particularly the burning colour of the rest of the universe. And um, this ability of being able to sit, to anchor ourselves in the present moment and open to all the colour on all of those four fields is tolerable because we, are, we start to work with the fifth field. That is, we start to be able to step back from the intensity and sit into the seat of first the experiencer, which is where that question, how do I feel about what I'm experiencing comes in, and then beyond the experiencer. So at some point we then also have to let go of the preferences of the experiencer and drop back into pure experience that isn't limited by us. Yes. And, and from that space, everything is utterly blissful and joyful. Anything that we would, from our limited space, label as bad or good or painful or, or joyful, um, everything is is joyous and amazing. Mm -hmm. But that that takes some time. But it's a path of intensity, and the practice is not about lessening the intensity, numbing down the intensity, which of course is what the cocoon does, Uh, but it's about being able to stand in the fire and not be touched by it, or stand in the icy cold water or the brilliant blue sky or whatever it is. And this is the difference between awareness, mm-hmm. true open awareness, which is actually untouched by the, the, the content, and dissociation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So Thanks, you answered everything. <laughs> Good. I managed right. to hoover up all the questions in one go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join our live sessions, you can at mindsprings-practicespace.org. Also, if you feel inspired to give us a review or a rating, we'd really appreciate it. It helps other people find us.